And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For tonight's podcast episode, I have Jesse with me, and tonight we are reviewing one of our old childhood classic films from the 80s called The Goonies, and Goonies Never Say Die, by the way. By the way, say hello to everybody, Jesse. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and this is actually dedication right here. Jesse is actually driving and, <laughs> and reviewing a movie with me. So this is very impressive. I never had a guest that would drive and do this show with me. So this is actually pretty cool. This is like Movie Loves You Night on the go. So I'm super excited about it. I've been excited about this all day, all the way through this morning and just thinking about it and just, I've, I've been ready for this. So. Same here. Uh, matter of fact, I was listening to the Cindy Lawfer song, Goonies Never Say Die. Um <laughs> while I was waiting for you. So basically in my spare time, I'm waiting. I've just been keeping it on repeat over and over and over again because I'm just that much geeked out over the Goonies. But my question is for you is this. When did you get introduced into the uh, world of the Goonies and everything? How did that come about? So, you know, I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 84. Um, this movie was made in 85. So, you know, I was That's actually the year I was born. <laughs> Look at us. So, you know, but my sisters, I have older sisters. They're 10 and 12 years older than I. So I was introduced to Goonies, of course. As soon as I could understand and like sit and watch a movie, they were throwing Goonies at me and I loved it. You know, I, I learned a lot about um, just music and art and film from the 80s and 90s from my sisters who were older. You know, you want to experience that kind of stuff with your younger siblings and say, ooh, I want you to watch this movie, you know, because it was so good to you. It was so good to them. They wanted to pass it to me, so. Exactly. And you see, my parents, my mom actually introduced me to the Goonies at, I believe, at maybe four years old, maybe five-ish, I think, because I believe it was maybe a couple of days later, The Incredible Hulk came on. The, the movie The Incredible Health, the Delta, the Death of the Incredible Health came on ABC. So she recorded The Goonies for me. And then a couple of days later, I think she also recorded uh, The Death of the Incredible Hulk. But yeah, so, but this is just one of those movies that I just love. And also, too, this movie had a budget of $19 million and made $124 million at the box office. Um, the thing about The Goonies, too, that I really love is that it has stood the test of time. It does not matter if you're born in the 80s, if you're born in the 90s, if you're born in the 2000s, you love The Goonies. Like, every child, even my children who are 8 and 10 now, love The Goonies. It's just, it's just a timeless tale, basically. Most definitely. And I think it's very relatable, to be honest with you. Everybody has a mouth in, in their bunch, in their group. Everybody <laughs> has... Um, has someone that they can relate to and say, oh, I think I'm Mike or I think I'm Chunk. You always have someone maybe that might eat a little too much and stuff like that or tell lies just so the way they can impress their friends and everything and they don't mean anything by it. It's just the fact that they want to be feeling important and everything. And that's what I get from Chunk and it's just completely innocent. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to give a little bit of a brief detail of what this film's about in case nobody has even heard of the Goonies or anything like that. If you haven't, you've been living underneath the rock for the last 30, 40, 30 years. But <laughs> facing foreclosure of their homes in the Goonie, in the Goondocks area of Astoria, Oregon, 
to an expanding country club, a group of children who call themselves the Goonies gathered for a final weekend together. The Goonies include Optimus lead Goonie Mikey Walsh, his older brother Brandon, and the entry data, the talkative mouth, and the klutz chunk. And, you know, an, uh, this is just a simplistic story about kids who's going out on an adventure. And also, too, whenever it opens up, you are in, automatically entered into the world of the criminals first. And they're going on that high-speed chase. And that sucks you in right there. That first part and the music and everything just sucks you in right there. <laughs> it definitely does. And you don't expect it right off the bat, right? You're expecting to meet these kids first before that actually happens. And then you're then you're sunk into uh, this world. And also, too, I like how they're doing this high-speed chase, right? With the tellies, I believe that's how you say their names, is the yep. tellies. And so they're doing this high-speed chase, but throughout the chase and everything, what makes it interesting is the fact it's a little bit of foreshadowing of all these characters that we're going to be introduced to. Because while the chase is going on, these kids are doing something different in each one of the scenes. You have Mouth, who is helping his dad with the sink. You have Chunk, who's not missing anything because he's right there in the middle of the action. He was like <laughs> CNN before CNN was actually popular. Yeah. He, as a matter of fact, I call Chunk the corner uh, corner store news network, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but I love that. Thanks. But, you know, and then you're also introduced into what's going on with Mike and his brother Brandon about the foreclosure, and then they're having to hang with their friends one last time to do one last adventure together. And this is, I believe this is where they got Stranger Things from, though, in a sense, because it has that Goonies kind of vibe, though, too. Um, this is what Crichton had to say, because he's watching. It's really a good storytelling and great cinematography as well. Simply a great storytelling. Yes, I do agree. And the cinematography is fantastic in this film. Also, too, the booby traps alone, when you go into Mike's house, and how they make Chunk do the Chunk shuffle just so he can enter the house. It's just hilarious to me. But uh, Look, there's also the... Uh, let me tell you, my sister... I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Well, my sister's being no, no, older. No. She would make... They would make me do that before I could come inside a house or before I could go do something. They would... Jesse, do the truffle shuffle because I was chunky back then. So <laughs> I had to do the truffle shuffle to get in places. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. You see, with me, I would actually make that a fun D&D &D campaign where basically <laughs> I would have to make someone do the chug shuffle just to get access into the castle or into a pub or something. That's what I would have done. That, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this is another thing that I really liked about it was the fact that whenever all these friends are gathering over at Mike's house, and also his older brother, Brandon, of course, who's working out because he's a jock in this film. And basically, yeah. the, the funny thing that I liked about this was when Mouth is talking to the new nanny, the housekeeper. Hey, Rosita. Yeah, Rosita. Rosa, when she walks Rosalita. in. Rosalita. Rosalita. And he's telling her yeah, about roaches in the house, telling her. Basically, just making this house look like it's condemned when it's not condemned yep. at all. Talking about the cocaine in the drawers. Yeah. The <laughs> right? Doesn't he say something like, "This is very important, Rosalia. This is very important. You do not touch the cocaine." 
Touch copy. <laughs> yep. That's and great. then there's also another uh, funny part that I liked with it was whenever Chunk accidentally breaks the statue, this naked statue that looks like Apollo. Oh, classic. <laughs> classic. Yeah. Yes. And he glues it in upside down. <laughs> yeah, he glues it upside down to make it look <laughs> it's not even fixed right. <laughs> That's what makes it even more hilarious is the fact yeah, that he's no, in then, a panic. Right. And then Bran's uh, like, if God made it that way, you'd all be pissing in your own faces. <laughs> just so matter of fact. Right? And, you know, we, yep. Brandon is just the type of brother that is just done with them. He, oh, yeah. 100%. Because Brandon is like, you know, is the older brother. He's more a little bit more level-headed than Mikey and the rest of the goonies and stuff like that. I call him the goon squad, but... The goon squad. <laughs> but, you know, Mike. Brandon is just done with them. It's like, because of all the stuff that's going on in the house, you have Rosalita, who's the new housekeeper. Then you have Mouth, who's over there doing the Spanish, uh, talking in Spanish, telling her all the wrong stuff. <laughs> then you have the geeky uh, Asian friend that comes over and does like a James Bond. <laughs> yeah, Dad, Data, which is my favorite character as well. Chunk and Data is probably my two favorite characters in this film. And everything, and he's totally into like James Bond and things like that. And you can see it right off the bat, like whenever he's got yeah. skylines into the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing about him is like he was an in Indiana Jones, you know, and right. that just seemed right up his alley to do. You know, it was his character. He's been there. He's done that. So this was easy for him. You know, definitely easy for him. Okay, dokie, Dr. Jones. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yep. I remember. Matter of fact, I, I actually have a doctor named Dr. Jones, and I actually do that to her when she walks in the door. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> Does she know what you're doing? Does she have yeah. a clue? She oh, rolls her awesome. eyes at me at her, every single time. Brandy points for her. Right? And I also sing the <laughs> Indiana Jones theme, <laughs> which is not good. You know what, though? She'll but, never forget that. She'll no. never forget. <laughs> never. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to get to that in a minute, Crichton, with the uh, the girlfriend and her nerd friend as well. Is this Crichton? Yep, this is Crichton. Crichton Hobbs? Yep, Crichton Hobbs. Hey! The one and only. <laughs> hey, boss. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I just find this movie so entertaining if you watch it once you miss something and then you go back again and catch something that you completely missed uh yes yes there's just so much stuff in this movie that i didn't realize that wasn't like kid friendly <laughs> <laughs> like all 80s movies right right exactly it's like wait like my parents i'm like don't let me watch that what right <laughs> oh that's what that means now i know <laughs> But that, it also has this kid kind of flavor of Indiana Jones in a sense, but it's revolved around the kids and the parents well, are kids. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's goofy because there's so many parts in it. It's like, okay, that can't really happen. But, you know, that's the fun part of the movie. It, right off the bat, it suspends your disbelief. You know, like it suspends right. belief. Like, you're, you know, okay, this is going to be one of those movies that's going to be fun to think that this could actually happen 
So like right off the bat, when we see the Fratelli brother, Robert Davi, by the way, who I acted in a movie with, and I'll, we'll talk about that. It was super cool meeting him. Oh, I'll, wow. I'll tell you about That's that. awesome. Uh, uh, but, but Robert Davi, when, when um, he, the Fratelli brothers hanging in there and it looks like he's dead, you know, as a kid, we just, oh my gosh, that's a dead body. And then all of a sudden he pops up and it's on to the races. You know, we go through so many emotions right there in the first 10 minutes of the movie. We're just, you know, we're hooked. Exactly. <laughs> and then you another thing that winds up happening is to, you wind up uh, finding out that while they're going through the attic and everything, they come across a uh, across a sixteen thirty two double uh, double and an old yes. treasure map uh, promoting to lead to the treasure of legendary pirate One Eye Willie, believed to be located somewhere nearby. Mikey considers One Eye Willie to be the original Goonie. The kids overpower and and bind Brandon and make their way to the abandoned <laughs> restaurant on the co- and you know what though I like the fact that they played off the narrative of the abandoned restaurant. Yeah. Because it gives you a little bit more of a spooky kind of feel to it because it's supposed yeah. to be abandoned. And then you see these people moved into this abandoned building and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, we can't go on the adventure like we wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Because you know? there's there's that obstacle, you know, there's that there's that issue there. We have to get, we have the Fratellis taken over here, but we really need to get down there. How right. are we going to work this out? Exactly. And so... I liked how they go in at first though, they go in, they're going inside that inside the place and everything. They're not even open for business or anything. This place should just be condemned all, all get out to be honest with you. But yeah. You know, um, rats and, you know, roaches and nasty things go back to the space that they are familiar with. So it's Mm -hmm. obvious that the Fratellis had, ties to this place before you know the jail issue so here they come back to it you know exactly and also too let's talk about this for a second here too because there's also another part that I feel like that we need to touch on a little bit of course with the girlfriend and the nerd friend (laughs) that Crichton was bringing up because what, what okay I saw this movie today. I watched it today, but my mind went blank a little bit. But there was a scene where Brandon is, after they wind up taking total control over Brandon, basically tying him up his own exercise equipment, tying him to the uh, to the recliner, <laughs> and then running out the door to go on their own Agoonie adventure. Then meanwhile, Brandon is trying to untie himself. Rosalita sees him down on the recliner. And then after that winds up happening, he tries to go after them. Okay, so now I'm remembering as I'm telling you. Okay, so you don't he steals need to the bicycle, memory. the little girl's tricycle. Yeah, and yeah that's right. He steals the bike. That's what I wanted to ask you. Uh, I remember okay. there was the the little small tricycle that he steals uh-huh. and goes on a high speed chase going after the yeah. kids. Yes. On a bicycle, and yes. then of course after that winds up being played out, you see this this ball bag. That's what I'm going to call him. Um, driving this uh, sports car and he has these two girls in the back of the back one in the front one in the uh back the nerdy girl and then of course the girlfriend and brandon is riding next to him riding up next to him and everything and all of a sudden he winds up taking the uh, taking brandon's 
hand and, and spe speed dragging him down yeah and so that makes brandon go into the bushes of course uh the girls wind up calling the other guy a ball bag i'm not going for bait I'm, that's what i'm calling him <laughs> but you know he's just a douchebag yeah. but so then brandon finally meets up with them whenever they're the goonies the goon squad and looking at the Fratellis, wondering how they're going to get in there and stuff like that. This is after the fact that they started some trouble with the Fratellis, the, the Goonies did. Because remember, that's when they were looking at the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like, drink it. It's wet. <laughs> and he's like, this water looks dirty. <laughs> and yeah. then, yeah. She said, it's wet, isn't it? It's wet, isn't it? Yeah, and then, yeah. uh, then after that, she winds up pulling Mouth uh, because Mouth winds up saying something smart-assy to her and yeah, pulls him by his ear and takes <laughs> and takes him and throws him out. Yeah. But then after that winds up happening, like I said, they're stuck in the middle. They don't know where they're going to go. Then right. they decide they're going to go back in. And then that's where the real adventure happens within the walls of the Fratelli's uh, restaurant, underneath the uh, Fratelli's restaurant. Right. And yep. I'll let you go into some uh, some other stuff that you liked about the about that part. Well, you know, it's funny is um, I don't know if you knew this, but just you know, Chunk, he was real self conscious, you know. And he was constantly eating on set because he, that was his character, basically. But, you know, the kids go to the Fratelli's restaurant and then Chunk get, goes to the freezer, finds the dead body. And, you know, then they're trying to get down into, you know, they, they get down inside and everything goes, you know, awry. But they, they meet um, Sloth, you know, <laughs> at this point. They meet Sloth. And, of course, it's Chunk who forms the... Um, the relationship. Oh, what I meant to say, the relationship, but what I meant to say was, you know, the character he had chicken pox the whole time. Did you realize that? Sloth had. Not sloth had sloth, the. Not sloth. Chunk. He had what? chicken pox. The guy did, yeah. And so he decided, you know, instead of telling anybody on set, he would just hide it. But when he had to do the truffle shuffle, that's when everybody discovered he had chicken pox because he had to lift up his shirt. But he didn't want the producer or the casting director to recast, recast him. him. Right. That's just crazy, though, to be thinking that that's how that happened with Chunk um, having chicken pox. I would never have guessed that at all. And that's why also, too, he was probably scared to even raise his uh, shirt up, like you mentioned, because of the fact that he had chicken pox. And to know that he did that shuffle during the time that he had chicken pox is just crazy, you know? But still, he managed to do a great job for what he had and everything. And I think that Chunk did a really good job at playing into that. And I think that... Um, I still think that Chunk is the big part of this whole entire movie, though, too. Because, like I said, he winds up forming the relationship with uh, Sloth. And if it wasn't for him, uh, 
and it wasn't for him formulating that relationship with Chuck or anything like that, then the Goonies wouldn't have been able to escape to stand up to the Vitellis or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, I do, I definitely agree with that. Um, but oh, hold on one sec. Um, but yeah, I think that Chunk is a great character to actually have, and also to the way he formulates the relationship is very important within the film itself. And you know, I just think that having Chunk in there for those comedic things that um just for the comedic uh stuff that that they had him in and everything is a great thing to have to be honest and then of course there's also the other funny part inside the freezer where he's basically eating the ice cream in the freezer and then you know the Vitellis uh winds up catching him eating the the chocolate in the freezer and then they start tying him up and then he started ratting out everybody that's there that was actually one of my favorite parts um yeah um i'm gonna go on ahead yeah just did freeze up and i'm gonna bring her back in i'm hoping that on her side that she's able to get back in matter of fact i'm gonna go on ahead and private message her now but Meanwhile, I'm also going to go on ahead and talk about um, everything that Chunk did and everything and stuff like that as well, because I think that, you know, I think that this the scene that I'm talking about is actually pretty funny. If you think about it with him rounding out his friends and things like that and just having that comedic timing with uh, with the with the villains and everything is pretty funny as well um then of course you also have some of the other stuff that happens you have booby traps in this movie this movie does feel like a young indiana jones kind of vibe to it and things like that in a sense because these kids are going out on their own adventures and things like that and you know of course you know it's in like like just said it's totally in disbelief at the fact that these kids are out on their own and things like that but you're enticed into this film and you're following these kids. And I liked the the other scene with Data where basically there's this part where uh, they run into this cliff underground and there's no way around it. So therefore they have to use one of Data's um, gadgets to actually go across, uh, across it and everything, which I thought was very interesting and pretty funny as well. And you know, I think that this movie still holds up today. I know some people will say, well, it's not very relatable as to... Oh, here's Jess. Hey, Jess. Okay. You okay? Forgive me! It's okay. It's okay. It's perfectly fine. I was, I was hey, just I rambling. Like the, oh, yeah. It was just the, the service. <laughs> it's okay. It's perfectly fine. Um, I'm just going to mention some of the stuff that I talked about, and then you can just well, backtrack on it a little bit. I was going to finish telling you. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. 
Okay, so basically, uh, go ahead and tell me your story because I want to hear that first before we go into my my stuff about Chunk. So can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Just fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, Chunk was super. Okay. Get. Uh, can you hear me? I can, I can hear you a little bit. You're kind of have a little bit of distortion. <laughs> yeah, I'm way out. I'm in the boondocks, so. <laughs> it's okay. okay. Oh yeah, you can do that. Um, and I wanted to tell people that may not have seen the Goonies yet. Um, Goonies. The word Goonies means someone who is silly or a fool or foolish. So these city boys or city folks call them Goonies, number one, because they think they're foolish. But number two, they um, live in that part of Astoria that looks over the docks. And that was considered, you know. Right. I you see I didn't know about that part at all to be honest with you. Oh yeah, that's pretty mm -hmm. interesting. Now I learned something new about one of my childhood films I didn't know about. So that's that's always fun. Um, but <laughs> this is what I was saying about Chunk was the fact that without uh, Chunk formulating that relationship with um, Sloth, we wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to save his friends if that relationship wasn't formulated. And then also to the other scene that I really liked that I was mentioning was the fact with the whole ice cream bit with chunk, uh, eating the ice cream and then ratting out his friends and things like that. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. That's an awesome part. Just, you know, and, that's one of those classic parts where, you know, you even see that particular um, style of everything you want me to tell you. Okay. You, even Tyrion <laughs> Lannister did it when he was in Game of Thrones. He was like, right. you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's clever. And I know at the time, Chunk, he was just going to just spill his guts, literally spill his guts. Um, but you can see that how that has influenced several other, you know, uh, parts in movies that where people are on trial. Right, because so I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> and then he winds up talking about not only his friends running out his friends, but he's also talking about the time that he did certain things too in grade school and going through all the narratives <laughs> of the things that he did, which I thought was uh, hilarious. When I went to one time, I mixed up this fake puke and and I brought it to the movie theater and I put it over the over the balcony and I made a noise like. <laughs> it's hard not to love, Sean. You know you don't. Right. 
and also, him. even even the Fratellis hmm. loved him after that. I, yeah, they were like, I like this kid. They started treating him like royalty, basically. Like a kid mobster, basically. And also, too, uh, another funny thing, too, is yeah. they actually put uh, Chunk in the same room as Sloth. And Sloth is t uh, pretty much just watching an old black and white TV screen. It looks like something out of a horror film, in a sense. <laughs> because we don't see Sloth's face. Or anything like that. And yeah. so he's over there watching like old pirate movies. He's watching also too. He's watching <laughs> I think Martha Luther King on TV as well. And things like that. He watches a <laughs> wide variety of different things. Right. 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 And, and you know it's those two that make the perfect couple. You couldn't have put any other Goonie in there with Sloth. It, those two were the ones. Definitely. Those two were the ones that were made for each other because basically <laughs> yeah. Chunk and Sloth, they're both pop culture people where they focus oh. in on entertainment. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, and they're, they're dialed in with each other and they're in sync with each other where the chemistry just works for them. Well, and two, it's the unlikely duo. Okay. The unlikely duo that saves everybody else. You know, they, they, they're not, Chunk and Sloth are two of the, the least in everybody's eyes, but they're the two that saved everybody, you know? Right. And another thing that I want to do too is the girl, the, the girlfriend and the geek girl yeah. and everything. I would never expect Mouth to, of all people to be <laughs> with the girl that's a geek. Well, that's the thing. Opposites attract, you know. Right. You know, she's right. she's all hard and and she's like the mom of the group. And then you got this bad boy mouth of the group. It, it that uh, that right there. I mean, they're gonna stick, you know. That just right. works. <laughs> it just it works does. in in that universe. <laughs> well, in our universe, it works. Right. And then, of course, Brandon winds up with the girlfriend of the geek girl as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he's a goonie. He's not supposed, she's not supposed to date the goonie, you know? Right. And also, too, I like how the geek girl goes, well, I'm not a goonie. And basically because they're on this adventure, that makes her a goonie. Oh, yep. Guilt by association. <laughs> right. And also, too... Remember when the girlfriend is talking to the douchebag because he's making a wishing well because they're down uh -huh. in the wishing well part. And then she winds up tossing the coin back up to him. And then uh -huh. he's trying to get her to come back up. Mm -hmm. And so when Mike is talking to her and everything, that monologue of yeah. knowing what a goonie is. Yes, yes, yes. It's their time. It's their time up there. It's our time down here. Right. It's or, basically separating the stories. It's like, right. this is our story here. Their story mm -hmm. is not going to be as good as our story. They're going to go on ahead, live on up there, not knowing what we're about to do. Right. Exactly. I mean, and, and they knew what they wanted to discover, but you know, they didn't, they didn't have a clue. That's what they were going to discover. They, they knew the, they wanted what their goal was basically, but they didn't know if they were going to make it. I mean, they've just seen Chester Copperpot, you know, he, right. he was dead down there. Um, 
So they knew he set off traps. They knew there were booby traps. Booby traps. No, it's booby traps. No, I said, that's what I said. Booty traps. Booby traps. <laughs> traps. Yeah. Booty traps. Um, but, but anyway, but yeah, so yeah, they, they, they have their world and the Goonies have theirs. And you right. see that a lot in, you know, just Stranger like I teach things. high school. Yeah. Yeah. You right. see it in Stranger Things. Well, you know, Stranger Things is a, um, a compilation of a lot of 80s right. stuff, you know? It yep. um, just a bunch of 80s popular movies and stuff, but um, anyway. But did you know, did you know too that the ship the kids did not know they didn't see that ship, they had no clue. He wanted uh, Spielberg wanted an actual, like, legit reaction. So when he they didn't let him see it. So the first take, they were going to, you know, get their legit reaction. And it was supposed to be awesome. Well, of course, Bran, when he sees it, he turns around and he says, oh, <laughs> like, S-H. <laughs> and they had to cut it and cut the scene. He was like, are you serious, Bran? Like, serious? <laughs> so. <laughs> but to me, I think it would have been fitting because they do cuss. <laughs> right. I mean. I know. Well, I just I, don't get it. I mean. It's well, just a natural then, kid's reaction. Right. But it was PG-13, right? So, you know how PG-13 has changed? Was it back then that you could only have, like, one or two cuss words? You couldn't say so many? Because I know PG-13 now, you can have one F-bomb. Right. You can have one F-bomb. If you go past that one, it's now turned into a rated R movie. With the 1980s, it's hard. I don't know that. Um, I'm going to have to do some research on that later. But I was talking okay. earlier about how Data has to use his own uh, contraptions to make it across the cliff. <laughs> yeah. that, that little dropping point uh, with the spikes coming uh-huh. down below. And right, I thought that right, was right. funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Data was so good in that, you know. Um, in In high school, I teach science, you know, so Data and I have that little thing going on together. And um, I do a lot of Rube Goldberg experiments with my high schoolers, you know, make them build a Rube Goldberg machine. And so, you know, like Data and his Rube Goldberg machines got me into the scientific world. Like, oh, I love that. I want to do that. And the way that he has his little punching arm that comes out of his belt and punches him in the face, you know, things like that. Right. And, you know, another thing that I have to say, too, is there's also the part where the Vitellis and the brothers are chasing after them. And he punches mm-hmm. them in the nuts with the uh, in the groin with the boxing glove, with the pop-up punch- boxing glove, which I thought that yeah. was actually pretty funny. With the boxing, yeah, that that's what I was, yeah. <laughs> and speaking right, of being... Right. Pu- and speaking of being punched in the groin and everything. Yeah, that was great. And in shape with the wrong tool either. <laughs> so support for Wait, our what? podcast. What now? <laughs> well, you don't want to be shaving with the wrong tool. You also don't want to <laughs> scrape up your groin in any way or anything like that either. So that's why you want to be shaving with the best <laughs> thing, right? So 
look at this. Support for our podcast, oh, The We Love Unite, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best at in men's below-the-waist grooming. Champions of the world, Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation <laughs> trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0 joined over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code MovieLovesUnite at Manscaped.com. Now, here's the thing. Like I said before, you want to make sure you have the right tools. You want to make sure that your nuts are actually formally resting into an open fire. Well, not really on an open fire, but, you know, you want to be able to shave in front of an open fire and everything during this Christmas holiday. And what better way to celebrate the holidays with your girlfriend or your significant other buying you a manscape. Imagine her shaving. Imagine this shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes every makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. And one of the first people uh, get this. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship and the detail of the 4.0 are next level. And get this. It was a time in my life, a heartbreaking time Jesse, I mean it. I, I had a hard time with this. I would always nick my balls because I had the wrong tools. And it was really bad to the point where I would, would have to tape up my balls because it actually, and probably put a cast on it. And it looked really bad to the point where, where you might think you might have to go to the ER. And then you have to explain to the doctor about that awkward time that you nicked your balls. And that's not a good time to actually have when, you, when you're when you trying to prepare yourself and be a man and be strong and courageous about shaving your downstairs area with a, with your uh, trimmers or whatever. But that's something that you're not supposed to have. But you know what, though? With the lawnmower, lawnmower 4.0, you don't have to worry about that. You can feel like a man again by doing this. One of the first... And like I said before, Manscaped is engineering the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. The four-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade for reduced grooming accidents. Thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology, I now feel confident shaving my boys. That's right. I have the confidence to say I got my boys shaved. It's landscaping for your manscaping. So the upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4,000 LED spotlight on and off when, you, when needed for a more precise shave. That's right. You want to be able to get those hard to reach places because when you get older, you never knew that you had here at certain places that you would never see before. And so therefore, you need to have that LED light. The LED light is a fantastic feature. I used it myself when trying to get into those hard to reach areas and everything. And I'm just going <laughs> to say this. You don't want to come out looking like a cheetah pet. You want to have a nice smooth surface to where you can actually feel like a man. You don't want to feel like that you're going through the jungle and then you're shaving with Sylvester Stallone's knife from, from uh, Rambo or anything like that because that's ouch. That's you know, you want to take care of your boys. You don't want to you want to have the nice shave on the nice uh, manscape down below surface area. So get this. Uh so the upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch that can engage and a travel lock. It also gives you the ability like I said, with the LED spotlight. But not only that, but the Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lanes with sizes 1 through 4. Then I mentioned wireless charging. The new wireless charging system also uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Men, if you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer, you're on your face. You've been doing it wrong. 
No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. No, no one wants to have pubes in their mouth and everything. I'm taking that crap out or anything like that. Because men are disgusting. We're disgusting human beings. And we shouldn't be disgusting. Because you want to feel pleasure from your significant other. And you don't want to go on ahead and have pubes in their mouth. Because they're just wrong. So it's time to get your own ball, hair, and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time. And enhance your confidence with some nice smooth boys. Get 20% off plus free shipping and handling with the with the code MovieLovesUnite at Manscaped.com. And guess what, Jesse? Your ball, your balls will thank you. You want to be able to balls? sing to your yes, my your lady, lady balls, balls will, will sing. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and guess what? You can sing to your balls. You can sing. It's it's not just the two of us, but guess what? Just... It takes two, baby. So you know what? You need to go on ahead, get yourself a ball trimmer and everything, and go on ahead and use that, that promo code Movie Loves Unite. Get yourself a twenty five percent off movie code from us, and that's our way of saying Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and all that other Thank stuff. You. Go on ahead and get yourself a great deal on this ball Thank trimmer. You. Thank you. You're very Thank welcome. You. <laughs> so, <laughs> with, that, I, with that being I said, I feel let's fresh already. I feel so right? fresh. I feel so and fresh clean. and so clean, like right. outcast. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. But anyways, let's get back into not so much manscaping now. So, sure. <laughs> okay. So sure. after that, didn't mean to drop the ball on you, crying on that. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Though I thought he was going to say this because I see this this thing that he posted. My favorite scene is the mama sees sloth, and that whole dialogue was awesome. Yes, that whole dialogue was awesome. But at first, I thought you were say, "My favorite time is me time in the bathroom." I'm like, okay, Crane, I don't want to know. <laughs> but I'm glad that. I- <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm sorry, Crane. I'm really am. Um, 1980s weird science about this. <laughs> 1980s weird science about this promotion. Trust me, man. I use the Manscaped. It works. It does wonders for you. I get. Look, I got last Christmas. I got every one of the guys in my family the brand new Manscaped box. It's you. If you're a dude, you better have it. Okay. Any self-respecting woman's going to come in your house and go to your bathroom and check for the Manscaped tool. If you're not Manscaped, you can mm-hmm. kiss your good luck night goodbye. Okay? Exactly. And not only that, but they even give you uh, deodorant for your balls, though, too. So you can I actually know. feel. They have look, so much. They girls have so can much use it, stuff. too. Ladies, you can use that, too. Just, just take it a little bit, spray it on your hand, and do a little patty pat. And you're just fresh. Believe me, I played softball in college and, you know, you know, sweaty cooter. So get you some of that. It keeps you fresh, too. Yeah. Right. Great. Great. Exactly. So, but, you know, another thing that I have to say that I liked about the pirate ship scene, because I'm a huge pirate uh, fanatic, I was geeked out as a kid because I used to have those pirate Legos. (laughs) As a kid, and I used to do skits off of the pirate ship as the Goonies and stuff like that, and really? just, just just being goofy because I was by myself and stuff like that. I didn't have a lot more uh, lawnmower four point oh or anything, uh, so I made me time the best time by Good. playing with my Legos, but, <laughs> as you should at right. four. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but you know, I just think that this is a great introduction into the geek culture because of the fact that 
you know, you have Sloth who has this Superman shirt that he buzzes open on the pirate ship. He thinks he's Superman. And it's just an outrageous, funny scene because now he's standing up to his family. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that I really like because, get this, I think Chunk gave him the confidence to be able to stand up for his uh, to his family. Because if it wasn't Absolutely. for Chunk, he would still be in that same predicament. And also, mm-hmm. too, he also gave the... Uh, Goonies, some some something to believe in as well by standing up to the Fratellis as well. Uh huh. Yeah, that's true, hundred percent. And you know what he would do it for? Baby Ruth. Yep, Baby Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> and I like how he goes. I love you, Chunk. I, I love you, Chunk. So in high school, I took a picture, and gosh, I wish. Mm, I really wish I had my annual here because i'd show it to you but i guess the way that my face was tilted it looked like one eye was lower than the other so my friends would call me sloth in high school <laughs> Aww. i know and i would just walk around i love you i love you <laughs> i'm like Big good but, times i also thought it was funny though that during this whole entire thing whenever fidelis are making them walk the plank because you, they do discover one eye Willie's treasure. By the way, spoiler they do. alert. They do. Uh, <laughs> Can't believe you did that. that My so bad. This movie's 30, 36 years old. This is just as old right. as me right now. So it's a classic. If they haven't watched it, oh well. They need to go on hand and watch it. Because even is. though we're talking about it, there's a difference between talking about it and seeing it and experiencing it. Uh, it's two 100%. different things. Hundred percent. So, but yeah, this movie. When they're walking the plank, finish that. I want to hear what you have to say about the plank. Okay, so when they're walking the plank, it feels like Captain Hook and Peter Pan with the Lost (laughs) Boys. Yes. Who wants to walk the plank next? How about you? And they're all scared and everything and stuff like that because their hands are tied up. Then, of course, we have Brandon and his girlfriend. They wind up kissing underneath the water during this whole entire thing. And then I think Mouth and the Geeky Girl also get a kiss. And then I think Mikey even says the fact that he's even, he even feels left out. So therefore, they actually get, they he gets a kiss from the girlfriend though too. Yeah. And yeah. Yep. One of my favorite parts is, uh, hey Steph, does does Brand wear braces? Next time you need to kiss him with your eyes open. It's a whole different experience. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> But it's just so, uh, I mean, it has an innocence about it, you know, as being kids and just sharing one last memory with them. And then also, too, these people are about to go ahead and destroy their home to make a parking lot or another apartment complex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to know that that's their last time to be able to share some memories because of that. Well, it's their... It's their last-ditch effort to save anything, any part of their childhood, because they also realize, you know, it's like a coming of age, because they realize once their their place is gone, once they're separated, their childhood's gone, too, you know? Right. And, by the way, the uh, girlfriend is actually uh, Andrea Andrea Theresa, Theresa, I believe. Yeah, Andrea is the uh, the high school cheerleader. Yeah. So, 
yeah, that's Bran's love interest in the film. I just want to go on ahead and clarify their name her name instead of just calling her the girlfriend because, yeah. <laughs> but I, because I forgot what her actual name was, so I had to look that up. But so, hmm? so they well, I'm I'm going to talk like I, I assume they don't know people who are watching. Bran is Josh Brolin, okay? So from here on out, I'm going to start referring to him as Branos, okay? Brenos. Okay. You know, he, Josh Brolin played Thanos. That's true. He very, so, he very much did. Branos. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and Josh Brolin, that was his very first role. Did you know that? Very really? first role, very first role ever. He had had 350 give or take interviews, auditions, everything. Nothing panned out until they gave that role to him. And Goonies. His breakout role was Goonies. Oh, damn. That's that's very <laughs> impressive. Awesome. To be yes. And you know what, though? I know that I, I love Joe Patiano, uh, I believe that's how you say his name. He played uh, Francis Fratelli. Yeah, Francis Fratelli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Joe is actually one of my favorite actors. He played on The Sopranos as, uh, as, as Richie. Richie. Was it Richie? I think it was Richie. Oh God! Yeah, it was. Yeah, Richie. yeah, yeah. It was Richie yeah. April. No, not Richie. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, it wasn't Richie April. Richie. Oh God! Oh, what's his God. name? Uh, Ralphie. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just finished Sopranos not long ago. Oh, nice! I yeah. love that show. You can even ask uh, Crichton on that. I love The Sopranos. So. But Joe is one of my favorite actors. Because of how he does his character work and things like that, and how glued he in he is and playing in certain roles, he even played wow. in Baby's Day Out in the nineties. Oh wow! I don't I, I don't recall him in that. Yeah, he played one of the henchmen. <laughs> wow, that's and funny. he also played in Congo. He had a little small part in Congo as well. I'm gonna have to go check that one back out. It's been a minute since I watched that. Yeah, Congo. He played the guy who was bringing the like bringing the luggage or whatever, and with the airport or whatever. It's like a little yes! small part. I, yeah, I remember now. Wow, God, it's, these <laughs> Easter eggs are great. Right, but you know, Joe's a great actor. I love Joe when he does with his characters, mm -hmm. and also to him playing Ralphie, the total douchebag on that though too. But mm -hmm. still. But we're not here to talk about Joe. But I just want to mention the fact that I like Joe. Um, but another uh, here's another thing too that I wanted to mention. After everything is done, you know, everything is said and done, the, they wind up emerging on Astora's beach where they reunite with the Goonies families and the police. The Fratellis are arrested, but Chunk prevents Sloth from also being taken. He invites Slot to live with him, which Slot accepts with, of course, Domino's Pizza. Just, <laughs> just as Mikey's father is about to sign the foreclosure papers, the Walter's housekeeper, Rosita, discovers that Mikey's marble bag is filled with gems he took from the ship and had been seized by the Fatellis. Mikey's father, triumphalance, rips up the papers, declaring they, are, they have enough money to neg un negotiate the foreclosure as they are... Uh, regaling the tale of the Avengers to disbelieving press and police, they notice the Inferno having broken free of the uh, Grotto, sailing off on its own in the distance. 
And let's talk about sequel talk. I know that they were talking about doing a sequel and all that stuff. And part of me wants to see it. And then there's another part of me. I'm like, you know, I don't. Because basically we already have it. It's called Stranger Things. We have <laughs> yeah. a Goonies. But it's in the horror realm. Which has a Stephen King kind of flavor to it. Mixed in Got with it. the Goonies kind of flavor to it. I don't. And mixed in with E.T. Steven Spielberg kind right. of feel. We I don't really feel like that we need then again, what movie do we actually need? We actually feel like we need a movie, but really in, re- in rationality, do we actually need a movie? <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally but, think the bar, like the bar was set so high. There's so many Easter eggs in that movie and calls like, you know, like mentions of other movies in that movie that I, I, I just don't think we're going to get the same quality of mm-hmm. not, not acting so much. I mean, these characters are timeless. So there's no sense in remaking a timeless movie. I think people are just going to be disappointed. I'll be dis- or, I think I'll be disappointed. You see, I wouldn't mind like a continuation, but letting it be like the grandkids taking the realm and they're going on a different adventure on that kind of end. As long as like a continuation is not a reboot or a remake because now I've been noticing a trend yeah, now. Yeah, okay. Where yeah. They're getting away they're getting away from the remakes and reboots a little bit to the point where now they're doing continuations. I'm looking at you, Halloween, okay. even though Halloween Kills sucks. Um, but yeah. Oh my gosh, did it not? It was terrible. It was horrible. But I, I, My kids were laughing the whole time. We'll get on that right. later. But, right. <laughs> but um, Brandy Mullen said this, mouth, uh, Corey Philman had a mouthful. Yep, he sure did. Uh, <laughs> Love mouth when he speaks Spanish to the keeper. Yeah. Rosita. Yeah. We talked about that at the very beginning of the review and everything about how much we really like uh, him talking about the cocaine and other fun, funny aspects into this so, film. Can I mention an Easter egg in the movie? Yeah, that, go ahead. Okay. So an Easter egg in the movie. When Chunk he finds out about the fertility and he calls the police and the officer's like, yeah, just like that time you said that you... The gremlins were blah, blah, blah. So he makes a reference to the gremlins, which was out about that time. Now, Corey, um, is it is Corey Hine, Is it Corey Heim or Corey Feldman? I can't, I get them both confused. Let's see. I think Crichton's. Which one's said, mouth? I want to say Corey uh, Feldman or was the one. No, Corey Helm was, I think, was the one who played mouth. Okay. okay so, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. It was Corey Both of those Corys were up for that part. That's how. Okay, that's how they met. Yeah. Corey Feldman and Corey Heim were up for that part, and Corey Feldman got it. Okay, so anyway, in the movie The Goonies, Corey Feldman's character is the one who multiplies, drops the water on him, and multiplies all the Goonies. So that's a little Easter right. egg, a little tie-in to The Goonies with that movie. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I actually did a review on on uh, The Gremlins for Halloween. Oh, with, cool. uh, Switch the Envelope. So cool. you guys can, if you guys missed out on the Gremlins review that I did with Switch the Envelope, you can go on ahead and catch that on the YouTube channel, of course, wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. But yeah, I did, I did that. I never noticed that little small detail, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pay very close attention to that now. <laughs> but you know, I also like it whenever Brandon also tells, uh, tells, um, Tells Chunk, oh yeah, just like that time when you said that Michael Jackson came over to eat with you. 
Keep supper with you. <laughs> well, it wasn't him. It was his sister. <laughs> it was his sister. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much alike. alike. But yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie is full of little quips that they're just funny. Like, you know, at the end where she's trying to play the piano. And she's like, I can't read it. I can't tell if it's this or B flat. And then uh, Mikey's like, well, if you don't get it right, we're all going to be flat. <laughs> you know, and back then, I would have never right. picked that up. I would have just thought, you know, oh, it's a scary part. Now I'm like dying like, laughing at it. It's just like stuff that we miss as a kid that we don't pick up on. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden we realize the catch and the joke because they have to make something <laughs> for the parents because we're making them suffer through some movies that we watch. <laughs> so therefore they have to have something for them. But now that we are older, we're able to pick up on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, if you guys haven't seen The Goonies, I strongly recommend it. And if I was to remake this or to do a continuation, I think the perfect title for it would be The Goonies Never Say Die. Oh, yeah. Goonies Never Say Die. (laughs) I think that would be the perfect way to do it, to be honest with you. If you put that tagline in it and then, of course... Uh, make it a TV series versus doing a movie. Oh, that's a great idea now. I could see that. I, I would that much rather that sure. than yeah. a movie. Absolutely. That's a really great idea, actually. Right. But as for the show goes and everything, I know that um, this is the end of our review, but we're, I'm going to have you back on again next week for American Psycho. <laughs> Mine I too. It. I don't know if you're into like rock alternative uh, music or heavy music, I heavy am. metal. I am. I am. Really? Okay. Give me some this, of them. <laughs> okay. There's this band called Ice Nine Kills. Oh my gosh. My husband's obsessed and they take all the their videos. Have you seen the recent one that's come out? Yeah. I have. Oh, it's freaking awesome. But yeah, they take movies, they do movies. And they put their own little spin in it. Yeah. Love, yeah, we like Ice Nine Kills in my household. <laughs> so, I guess he already saw Hip to be Scared. Hip to be Scared. Oh, I've listened to it. I've listened to it all week. My Actually, oh, wow. my son, it's one of his favorites now. He likes to watch it. He's like, pull it up, pull it up. So, yeah, Ice Nine Kills is really, they're great. I don't know how they're not more popular. Uh, me either, to be honest with you. But they're going to be at the House of Blues in New Orleans coming up. And they're low on tickets right now. I don't know. Sometimes soon, I think. But I want to go. But but yeah. I'm going. I'm like driving to New Orleans. I'm going. I'm going to get him tickets. That will be like such a good gift for him. So I agree. Better than a man's game. I can tell you that. But I don't know. (laughs) He likes clean balls, too. (laughs) So complex. How How about I just get him a manscape and give it to him at the night Ice Nine Kills concert. There you go. But yeah, Nice Nine Kills will be at the House of Blues and everything. So I want to go. But let's go. Let's get a group and go. I got a big old vehicle. We can all ride down together. That sounds like a blast. I'm actually so serious. I'm so serious right now. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Jesse, I just want to say it's great to have you on the show. And thank you for taking the night out of your ride just to (laughs) uh, just to do this and everything and like i said i'm gonna have you back again for american psycho coming yes. up next week uh i know that we decided on a day and so we said tuesday correct i think so yeah tuesday yeah 
Yep. Tuesday, Jesse will be back with me. 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Oh. Monday <laughs> is going to be Charlie and ours. If you're into Dexter, we're doing oh. our Dexter Morgan after show of the new season. Oh. So that's going to be at the same time, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern. We're going to be doing an after show on Monday rather than Sunday. So it gives everybody a chance to watch the show. And if they're, because we're going to be doing spoilers for this. Okay. So here I'm not going to watch only because I'm the person that lets the season finish out so I can binge it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll forgive you and then you can binge our stuff. Perfect. <laughs> and so after that, um, I actually have something else scheduled on Wednesday. I have to, oh, oh yeah, I have John Wayne coming in, not the actor, John Wayne, but a different John Wayne coming in, <laughs> uh, on Wednesday and everything talking about, um, st things within the inter entertainment industry about diversity and things like that, that I've wanted cool. to really talk about. And then cool. Thursday, I have a full lineup of shows all week long, so and then Thursday, I have Rossi McCree with me, who's an actress, and we're doing our, re our review of Sweet Tooth for the second episode of Sweet Tooth. And every other Thursday, we're doing that review. So that's cool. everything that you need to know about Movie Love Tonight on what we're doing here. But where can everybody follow you at if they want to follow you? Well, I'm on Instagram. Um, it's jessikb49. Um, so I do Instagram. Of course, my um, Facebook is Jesse Heinrichsen Kennedy Brown. It's really long. Um, but you can find me. I have an actress page. It's um, Jesse Kennedy Brown, actress. Um, I'm on uh, TikTok <laughs> as Jump On It, Jesse. Um, but those are really my platforms. Okay, so everybody, guys, can also catch me at Movie Lovers TV Loves Unite on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Pinterest underneath those same brand names. And of course, you guys can go on ahead and get this episode and many more of our episodes uh, that we do here at Movie Lovers Unite, wherever you guys get your major podcasts at. And also, too, you guys need to download the Good Pods app. What's Good Pods? All it's this app where you, if you're into podcasting or if you like listening to podcasts, you can actually. Uh, go ahead and give us a tip. You can donate money that way okay. and uh, donate a tip to us. Or you can go to the GoFundMe page at uh, GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast and do it that way. The link is in the description for that. But great. also, too, like I was mentioning, with Good Pods, it's a great place for us. It's like social media for podcasters. So you can rate individual episodes, tell us what you think about those episodes, and also share those episodes with everybody within the Good Pods community and also helps us out with the rankings. But also, too, rate us on Apple Podcasts as well at Movie Loves Unite. It also helps us with the rankings and also, too, and it gives people a chance to um, actually find us on other platforms. So go on ahead, do that. Also, too, a simple like, a simple subscribe, especially that little bell in the right-hand corner and telling everybody about Movie Loves Unite also helps out with the page as well. So if you don't, we understand that the pandemic actually put holes in people's pockets this year. We totally get that. So you don't have to donate any money to us if you guys don't, if you guys can't. So like I said, liking, subscribing, sharing, and smashing that bell helps out a lot. Ranking us also helps. Also too, if you guys want to follow me, go on and follow me on uh, Movie Lovers Unit Zero 
on TikTok. I do some PR stuff sometimes, even some of the uh, snippets of our episodes. And then, of course, you guys can also follow me on Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter as well. Then, of course, guys, you guys can also go on ahead and reach out to me at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com. If you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show, you can reach out to me that way. And then, of course, you know, tune in every uh, daily because this is a daily podcast that we do Monday through Friday. And so with that being said, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Crichton, for uh, being fired tonight, as always, in the mm-hmm. live chat. I do appreciate that. Thank you, Jesse. I do appreciate you one more time for being Thank on you. here. And Thank you're very you. welcome. And I'll see you on Tuesday. Yes, sir. Have a good night. Yep. You have a Bye-bye. good night as well. And...